Welcome to Megan Fun of Sports. We are here on a Tuesday night. Megan Connolly and Megan Gailey. It was, Megan, it's been a challenge to get this podcast together. And I, yeah. I thought it was because you were avoiding I, I, the I, podcast. I almost needed to specify that that's not what was happening. Um, this is, this was actually not the podcast I was dreading the most. I, um, very stupidly decided to start a Hard Knocks recap podcast. Um, and so I will have to be watching the final episode of Hard Knocks last, uh, tomorrow night and then recapping it. So I've got two hours ahead of me of, um, of Colts breakdown that summer calling maybe the most embarrassing um, loss in NFL history. Yeah, we're going to get to all of that. <laughs> we, we were both impacted greatly by the Colts loss. We're going to get to my Patriots and how unimpressive they looked. It is a celebration for our producer, Eddie. This is a very happy day for him because Joe Judge is fired. We're going to get to that. We'll have a little college football recap. We'll talk about how my picks were absolutely terrible. And um, we'll close with a little fun segment um, that we're both looking forward to just to kind of go out on a positive note where we're going to have a breakdown of the Beatles documentary. So that's all you have to look forward to on Megan Fun of Sports. But let's get over with the hard stuff first, Megan. Your Colts. Um, yeah. I embarrassingly made them the mega lock of the week, which I need to be better about um, – bragging because I actually am up for all the times I tweet about how terrible I'm at gambling. I am up. So I need to like celebrate my victories more publicly, but I picked them for the mega lock because I was like, the Colts are going to come in, take care of business. Jacksonville does not care one bit. Like they just don't care. They lost by over 50 to the Patriots and half of the stadium is going to be dressed in clown suits and your Colts just we couldn't get it done. Yeah, I am. Um, I was really only able to watch the first forty-five minutes of the game because I then had a work obligation, and I like. And honestly, when I saw the first drive and I saw how the Jags came out, I was like, "This isn't good." Um, and you know, there was lots of talk about the Colts haven't won there since twenty fourteen, and this, and how can that be? This team is so bad, and Paris Campbell is coming. Back. I mean, like the Colts had everything on the line and when they had a four game stretch left of Patriots, Cardinals, Raiders, Jags, it was like they need to win three and when they beat the Patriots and the Cardinals, the two toughest teams out of that four, it felt like, whew, but I'll tell you like, and, and, and I know that you are a much more successful athlete than I ever was, but I played competitive tennis as a child and you do end up sometimes playing down to an opponent or up to an opponent and I don't know if that factored in um obviously it was a really 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 bad game um by Carson Wentz a terrible breakdown on this very highly touted offensive line that has been through a lot um death of a child covid injuries so not taking anything away from them i've i've always been kind of a quentin nelson hater um i do not necessarily buy into he's the greatest offensive lineman to ever live eric fisher has been a disaster just uh, jonathan taylor maybe asked to do too much and tired i you'd think even all those things you still have the pieces to beat a team that is just really bad. Um, and that it, really had no business or, I mean, heading into the game, the Jaguars didn't even want to win. Because if the Lions lose and the, the, there was draft, draft incentive on the line for the Jaguars. Yeah. And if they lost, they for sure keep the number one overall pick. It turns out they won and still kept it anyways. I know, they played like they wanted to win. And, um, and I know why, because Trevor Lawrence listens to this show. Uh-oh. Hi. He, he listens to this show. Um, I learned that the hard way because last week on Megan Fun of Sports, on this very podcast right here, I killed Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah. I did. I said that he was ugly. I said he wasn't going to live up to his potential. 
and uh-huh. he had the best game that we've seen in his rookie year. And honestly, after this season, I was ready to to say bust question mark. I wasn't going to mm-hmm. fully lean into bust, but I was going to say, hmm, you got, you got to wonder it a little bit. I think after that game, just one game alone, he proved that he's the best rookie quarterback in this draft class. Definitely a lot of psychology happening um, on both sides. Uh, um, so uh, the Jags had, we have nothing to lose, you know, and the Colts had everything to lose, and that's obviously... Um, a lot of psychology. I just was really sad. It's really a bummer. Um, on a personal note, I get so many texts, and a lot of it is I'm the only Colts fan a lot of people know this because I've I've lived other places in Indiana, and so I get people fucking clowning my ass from like ten years ago. You know, it's just really um, obviously I'm with child. I have things to look forward to but it the baby can hear you i know i know but it honestly like that that raiders chargers game like everything was just such a bummer after it i didn't end up watching it until like the fourth quarter and i'm happy it was really fun i was it's a it was a thrilling end to a season and but like i as a fan of the colts and less of a fan of football I'm like I don't know how I'm going to be able to watch these playoffs because I feel really burned and really sad and um, I also I don't like when people get fired I don't think that makes me an empath but like the bloody Monday of it all I'm like I, like it's so this it's, is tough for you watching coaches get fired I this is like it. my favorite day I'm no I really <laughs> hate it see ya I really hate it. Um, I and, and I understand I these people have jobs and families and whatever, and I, I shouldn't laugh. But like when Joe Judge got fired today, we all rejoiced. I think I, everybody was happy, and that makes me even more sad. Um, is when like when oh, should we just get into the coaches' conversation? Yeah, we can get into coaches if okay. we want. Yeah. So, so, like, when Brian Flores got fired, it was like oh, that's sad. this is an injustice, you know, and so it's like. I feel really sad for him. I think it's messed up. I do think it's racially... Like, all the things that people are saying. Um, But at least he has outpouring of support from the internet, if that even makes you feel good. When Joe Judge and Matt Nagy get fired, everyone's like, yes! And it's like, I can't imagine getting fired from a job and the collective society being happy. Like, it just... Ooh, that... That just like stings, and I do think about their kids and their wives, and and just like, uh, what do they do? They have to leave school, like. Oh, I think and this I know is they're better rich. for Matt Nagy because when he was the head coach of the Bears, I mean, he his kids were getting bullied at school because no, he was, was so bad at his job. So yeah. this is actually a positive for people who are bad at their job. Like, yeah, Joe Judge's kids were like, "Dad, can you please just give it up?" Like. Just, now, Brian Flores, kids, I feel bad for it because I don't think Brian Flores deserved to get fired. But Well, I and think- Miami, of the places we've mentioned, is probably the best. Yes. I mean, yes. that's the thing. So, like, we have job openings now. Um, I sent them to you a little bit ago. I'm going to yeah. go through them, and and I think we should just talk about what seems like a a good destination. The Giants are currently looking for a head coach and a GM. Do you think um, we could... Like, you know, I'll be the, the head coach. I think you'd be a better general manager than I would. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think I could be a GM. All right. I could be the head coach. I mean, if Ryan Grigson can be a GM, I think I can be. Okay. So, and, and, and I wonder, too, when an organization is looking for both a head coach and a GM, does that make it easier to go, okay, we can get these guys aligned, or we hire the GM and then he gets to bring in his guy. Like, is that easier than when they're like, this GM is staying, we got to figure out somebody that, so I don't, it's like, are we redecorating a whole house or is it like, these are the pieces we have and you need to make it work. That's my HGTV um, renovation metaphor. I think it's probably easier when you bring in GM and head coach together because they're on the same page whether they stay on the same page that's the question of who gets fired first right um and I think sometimes that's why you have a general manager stay and a head coach get fired um I honestly think it's probably like whoever if it's just going like how it's going it's probably just 
whoever kisses the owner's ass harder. Yeah. Like, that's probably what happened in the dolphin situation. Like, whoever stays, I'm like, did they throw the other one under the bus? Um, and that's very housewives of me, but it's like, what is, I, I need the tea then. Like, you know, yeah. what are the, are they going in having, com- I know from the Colts, what I believe happened was Ursay, our owner, had a conversation with Chris Ballard, our GM, and Frank Reich at the same time. But yes. to me, that says, I plan on keeping both of you. I only want to yell at you guys once, you know, <laughs> like, and if I'm not going to fire. Uh, yeah, I think if you're a GM or a head coach and you're having a private meeting, you're like, I'm a private and I have to go in there and fight for my job a little bit. So wait, before we really dive into this, just because you brought up Ursay and you brought up the yeah. Colts situation, if the Colts don't make the playoffs next year, is Frank Wright gone? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because I was Cause gonna I, say yes. I just want to prepare you for it because I know you love Frank Reich, but yes. we might only have one more year with him left, and then no. you might end up with Josh McDaniels. Uh, no, we will not. We will absolutely not. But I was, um, I was the last holdout on Chuck Pagano. Like I, I do end up. I think this is probably when the hippy dippy side of me comes in. Is I look at someone like Frank Reich and I go, "This is a really good guy," and at the and, and I don't think there's a lot of better options out there. Like, do I think Eric Bemini deserves a shot? Absolutely. Do I want it to be with the Colts while we're hopefully with a brand new quarterback? No, I don't think that necessarily makes sense. Um, do I want Matt Nagy? No. Do I want Joe? Je- like, you do see the Doug cycle. Doug Peterson is available. A lot of people have been saying Doug he, Peterson, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, like, to me, Frank and Doug are the same. You know, like, they, they he came from him. So. Yeah. It's like, I want good guy. I don't think there's a better option. And I don't necessarily think what happened is Frank's fault. Yeah, I agree but, with that. But that's, I, I, and I've never been accused of being an optimist, but that is at least where my hormonal heart is coming from. Okay, so let's run through these. Giants, head coach and GM. Bears, head coach and GM. Vikings, head coach and GM. Dolphins, head coach. Broncos, head coach. Jaguars, head coach. Raiders, head coach with a question mark. Because I think after what the Raiders pulled off this season, they found their guy. Very impressive, mm-hmm. um, that man who And we're going like... to get to that tie in a little bit. Yeah, I have okay. Okay. So, of these situations, I'm also wondering, you know, we have talked about Mike Zimmer's hot girlfriend. Like, did she break up with him immediately? You know, because it's like, she definitely... We were shocked they were together in the first place. She definitely needs a head coach. Is she, that's You are not on the cover of Slovenia Maxim or whatever it was, given offensive coordinator energy. Oh, so, she's, she's leaving him. I think they go on an off-season vacation together, and by the preseason, they're done. They're done. Okay. So of these situations, I mean, obviously you're from Chicago. You know that team the best out of this crew. Head coaching jobs, what do you think seems the best? They're going to go defense because that's what the Bears always do. Since 85, Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, you know, bear down defense. Um, I think the Bears will find a way to completely fuck this up because I have no faith in the McCaskey ownership. Oh, boy. Zero, which is why I'm not a Bears fan because I just can't, I can't support it. Um, So they will find a way to screw it up. I think out of all of the jobs, though, the Bears is an intriguing one. Their defense got old very quick, but they do have their quarterback, which... Mm -hmm. If you're taking a head coaching job and you look at a guy like Justin Fields, you say, okay, we got him. So I think Dolphins is a little bit alarming. They don't have their quarterback. Vikings, Kirk Cousins could jump ship. Broncos don't have their quarterback. Jaguars do. Giants don't. So the Bears could be one of the better jobs out there. But you've got to deal with dumb owners. So take your pick. But you have a great city to live in. And you, I do think you have to deal with... One of the most hostile fan bases, too. Like, the Bears, they they are not going to say, oh, you're a first-year head coach. We cannot make the play. Like, every Bears fan I know is like, we need to make the playoffs now. Like, it yes. is a, we need to go to the playoffs. I do, I'm not even looking at the roster. We want playoffs or get out of here. They so, I do think it's so demanding. Sad. Bears fans are just, the double doink really fucked them up. And then the Mitchell Trubisky thing screwed him up even yeah. more. Yeah. And now they had to deal with Matt Nagy. And they really, they need 
they need a, a good season because I know they were in the playoffs last year and the year before, but like barely. <laughs> And also, do you even want to be in the playoffs if it ends with a double doink? I don't think so. I think that, like, you never really get over that. Mm-hmm. Well, and in their defense, they were always, of at least of the last 10 years, going to have to get into the playoffs as a wild card. You know, they play in a division with the Green Bay Packers, who end up being the one or two seed every single year. And I know that's difficult. But on the flip side, they also play in a division with the Detroit Lions and with the Minnesota Vikings. So it's like, yes, you have this very successful, um, historically good team, but you also have these two other stinkers. One of them has kind of been better recently. One of them, a constant stinker. Like They're the AFC East of the NFC. Yeah. Yeah. There's wins to be had there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think the Vikings job seems probably pretty okay. I think they underachieved. Um, I don't love Kirk Cousins, obviously, but... Well, I don't think he's going to be there next year, though. Oh, God. I, I think they're in the quarterback market. I just don't think he's he's going to be there, but I do think he's a starter, so he's going to end up somewhere. Yeah. Oh, no, he'll end up somewhere. I am only saying, oh, God, because it's like, do I need another unvaxxed Jesus freak? I just don't know. <laughs> I thought um, you were going to say, oh, God, please don't come to India. I mean, I could... Well, maybe. that's what I am saying. Um, <laughs> that's what I am but saying. But Baker, Baker is allegedly staying in Cleveland, so my bold prediction for 2022, one of them is already nicks it. Yeah. All right, so those are the jobs. Um, Which one would you want right now? I mean, weather alone, I want the Dolphins, but I don't want to deal with the two uh, uh, Deshaun Watson. I I don't want to touch any of that. Yep. Um, And now it's coming out that Brian Flores didn't want to, uh, and so maybe that was the issue. Um, Jaguars, absolutely not. Um, I think it's just the owner seems bad, the... Uh, yeah, I just would not want to be a part of that situation either. <sighs> Raiders. Well, wait, let me Raider. just back up a little bit with Brian Flores. He's like, yeah, I, I didn't want Tua. Well, that's really easy to say when the team that picked right behind you drafted Justin Herbert. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I wanted that guy. Like, it's easier to say mm-hmm. that after the fact. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you picked the wrong quarterback. But, like... Just own up to it. Like, nobody knew it was going to be Justin Herbert over Tua. I mean, some people might claim they did, but until it pans out, nobody knew. Yeah. And I don't think it's fair to say Tua's a bust right now. I think uh, I think he, uh, he was coming off of a horrific injury, and there were questions around him. It wasn't, this is a sure thing. There were questions, and I think there still are questions. I think it's like a dot, dot, dot. Yeah, I, I'm not buying any to a stock. I just think he's none. so cute, too. Oh, I just, like, I really... Know, him sitting on the field, it, like, really speaks to me. But we'll always have the memories of Alabama Tua. And then there was a time when teams were, quote-unquote, taking tanking for Tua. So we'll always yeah. have those memories. But, you know, hey, he's, he's doing... He'll be all right. The Raiders team, like, roster seems very good. There obviously needs to be, like... A, a culture shift there. I also, and, and I'm not, I'm not letting any of the guys who have had bad behavior there off the hook. I don't know if I would want to coach a team in a city called Sin City. I, I think it's like, we're sort of reaping what we sowed, sending a team to Las Vegas and being like, <laughs> DUIs, you can get DUIs anywhere. I totally get that. I think it's difficult to send a bunch of 20 year old men with $10 million to Las Vegas and then be like, how did this happen? Uh, I think it would be very hard to keep your players sort of wrangled there. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say Vikings, I think. Okay. Vikings. I think um, the best, I think honestly you'd be either Jaguars or Bears for me um, just because of the quarterbacks that they both have. And I know so, I killed Trevor yeah. Lawrence last week, but I'm, I'm already sold. Like I, I just said I wouldn't buy any Tua stock. But after last week losing a lot of money and watching what Trevor Lawrence did, I'm definitely, I, I'm yeah. taking back my take from seven days ago. Um, the Giants, this is a really big deal because yesterday our producer Eddie was depressed. He was actually depressed on Sunday too. He's been depressed for a while because the Giants have not been good. So everyone just pour one out for Eddie. 
He went on a hike during the game because he couldn't stand to watch how terrible the Giants were, were but, but I can relate to this because I did something similar during the Patriots game. Um, Eddie, you got good news today. We'll just give you the floor right now. How you feeling? It feels great. Uh, obviously to move on. I, I'm shocked because I had no faith in, in John Mara or Steve Tisch to do that. And uh, as I'm knocking over stuff and uh, they did something, it was the best day for Giants fans since the Super Bowl. And uh, cause they're finally going outside of the boys club. They're finally going to actually pick in, like pick somebody who could build a franchise. Like you saw with, you know, the bills or the, the Titans or the chiefs, like the best teams in the NFL right now and then on top of that to get rid of judge as well as gettleman to have a brand new head coach not a special teams guy not a guy who's just going to give you a bunch of one-liners someone with an actual football mind uh it's going to be good i know there's some cap troubles but uh two top uh seven or eight picks five picks in the top 80 in this draft um you have a lot of pieces in place right now a defense that played pretty well for constantly being on the field so i think things are looking up i'm not sure if they're the best open job but the giants job is uh, is pretty attractive i love this thanks quote. eddie thank you eddie i love this quote that um john Mara said on firing joe judge because it's just like for someone who hates watching people lose their job like you megan you might cry when i read this but he's this is what Mara said I said before the start of the season that I wanted to feel good about the direction we were headed in when we played our last game of the season. Unfortunately, I cannot make that statement, which is why we have made the decision to fire Joe Judge. Okay, and I call BS on that, and Eddie and I were talking about this before you got here. It To me, it seems, as an outsider looking in, that they were like, we're going to keep judge question mark and then everyone was like what and then they were like oh okay never mind we're not going to like it does seem like the overall reaction did impact the decision making so maybe the dolphins were like all right we're getting rid of brian flores and then the internet freaks out and then like yeah a week from today they're gonna come out with a press conference like no hey uh can we have you back no that will not happen um but i and and i and and maybe the giants will say they were reading the room and there's no harm in that but it is like okay i think y'all were reading twitter a little bit i think you were i think you were eddie says he thinks that they were like kind of putting it out there to be like, what do people think? And then being like, oh no, we would never have done that. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think that rich man laid his head down on Sunday night and was like, we're firing him. I think he was like, mm, let's take the temp. And, and, and if he came to the correct conclusion, as it seems he did based on every Giants fan, I know reaction, then you got there. Um, but you, but you got to spread that credit around the Twitter verse. That's all I'm saying. Well, I don't have a lot of faith in Daniel Jones, but I do hear what Eddie's saying. I do think the Giants are a good franchise to work for, and they have the position in the draft to to set themselves up for a rebuild, which is good. But I do this is like just a little side story. I once um, sat next to Daniel Jones at a University of Rhode Island against Dayton. No, yes, um, was it not Dayton. What is the other school? Um, Davidson, Davidson. (laughs) It was University of Rhode Island against Davidson college basketball game. And I just, I went for, for no reason whatsoever, except that my husband has a weird obsession with Davidson. And we sat down and all of a sudden all these cameras were looking at us. And I was like, why is everyone taking pictures of us? And he was like, you're so full of yourself. No one (gasps) is taking pictures of us. And I was like, yes, there are. There's a lot of people taking pictures of us. Turns out we were sitting next to Daniel Jones. His brother was on the team. He was very nice, but then everyone thought we were with him, and we we're like, "Oh no, 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 <laughs> we don't know him." I was I was at a Nets game um, during COVID, so he was sitting courtside. But it was when like it would just be like two chairs, you know, and then like twenty feet later there'd be two other chairs. So he was sitting courtside at Barclays, and they put him up on the jumbotron. And I'm gonna it was it was more booze than cheers. And I was okay. like, pull the <laughs> cut. cut. I See, felt he must have came really to, bad for him. to Rhode Island after that experience because he was very, you know, hat on. Yeah. Didn't sit anywhere near courtside. And he knew if I'm going to go to this college basketball game, like, it's going to be a very positive experience because he had a lot of that's people good. lining up for autographs. So, okay, that's good. And I think that's Rhode good. Island, it's, um, it's nice. Yeah. It, you well, know, I mean, listen, I've been booed in Brooklyn. You know, it's a tough space. Okay. Yeah. 
I had a man pull his dick out at me in Brooklyn while I was on stage, not even on the street, you know? So the street you expect it on the street, hundred percent. I'm like, I wouldn't, if it was the street, I wouldn't even be bringing it up, but at my place of work. All right. That's a, that's a big issue. Uh, Megan, other news is a rod also listens to our show. Hi. Um, I don't know if you saw, but, um, he's trying to get jacked. He is. Yeah. He posts on Instagram, new year, new a rod. So we're happy to see that he's going on. Going on a little bit of a health kick, so... So he was posting that photo to be like, this is what I used to look like, I want to get back to this. Yeah, which is exactly what we predicted. Yeah, and to that I say... Because, like, honestly... Yeah, A-Rod doesn't need to do anything. You know, like, he's rich. So rich. And so famous that it's like, he could gain 200 more pounds and still pull a bad bitch. So I'm proud of him that he's focused on his health. Yeah, and I'm proud of us, and I'm, I'm proud of, you know, I'm proud yeah, of did we shamed our show. No. <laughs> yeah, we just body shamed A-Rod, so um, we can, you know, add that to the bucket list. Hey, um, have you been playing some stuff on the Extra Points Arcade? Um, yes, I have. How's it been going? You, you have a gold hat. I do have a gold hat. Um, I will say that, um, it's been, it's been up in, the last two weeks have been hard for me. I don't, they haven't been disasters. Um, but I don't think I closed the year as strong as I would have liked to. But that last Sunday was, I know people were saying it was fun. Uh, not fun for me, but this, this week 18, first week 18 we've ever had was a real doozy bitch. Oh, yeah. Well, for those of our listeners who haven't done yet, you can head on over to the Extra Points website, go to the arcade, make account, play any of the contests with all of us. You can win a gold hat, which I believe everybody on the staff now except me has won. I've had a really, really tough time with all of these contests. The college title game, congratulations, Kevin Neal. He got seven right. You're getting a gold hat. NFL prop quiz, Kim Garble, seven right, you're getting Ooh, a gold hat. I hope that's a lady Kim. I hope that's a lady and Kim. But if it's Justin, a guy Kim, hi. Hey, and Justin Lance, this is unbelievable. In the NFL pick em, the one that we do, they play against yeah. us. Yeah. He got 14 right. Damn. You want to know how many I got right this past week? Two. Two. I got oh two right, and I am the reason that our whole staff is not going above 500. And you want to know something that pisses me off about this? I spent a ton of time researching every one of these picks. Like, there are weeks, I'm not going to lie to you, where I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot. And I just yeah, that's do it really quick. Yeah, that's me every week. Yeah. This week, I was like, all right. I'm going to research. I got to see who's no. playing, what teams are trying, what teams are not. And this is the worst I've ever done. Yeah. I honestly think you got to go by vibe. And I'm not going to, like, I love when it's March Madness time and it's, like, old women picking based on, like, color. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't think we have to go that far, but you can't, you also can't research. You just sort of have to be like, this is my gut. Yeah. I almost failed psychology in college because every single question on our test had none of the above and all of the above. And you're an overthinker. I'm a big overthinker. So I almost, almost failed that one, but I, I squeaked on by, um, well, the good news is you haven't been fired from Megan's Megalock and they have not asked me to put on a blonde wig and pretend to be you. Well, I think that's coming. So, um, (laughs) be ready. I know like Fridays, make sure you just have like a little extra time, you know? Okay, great. We know how well it went the last time I impersonated you. (laughs) All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we are back. Megan Gailey, Megan Connolly here on Megan Fun of Sports. Megan, did you watch the college football championship last night? I did, and I was really afraid I wasn't going to be able to watch it because it was at Lucas Oil Stadium. <laughs> and I was like, I on Twitter I called it watching a football game in an emotional graveyard. Um, but I I do always like to... You know, I like to see the boys, especially at being in my hometown. I was really excited to just, like, see the stadium and the crowd. I had friends there, um, and I was excited for this matchup, a, a rematch of the SEC title game, where I wanted Georgia to win, and so I wanted Georgia to win again. And I had had people reaching out to me to ask for, like, restaurant wrecks and stuff, so I was feeling invested. 
Did did you bark at your TV? I did. Yeah, because I used to watch this very... I'm, I know it's um, not good, but it was this um, like prank video show called The Damn Show when I was in college, and they would find an unhoused man and get him really fucked up, and he loved the Georgia Bulldogs, and this is bad, and I'm not condoning it, but he used to always say, when you meet the Georgia Bulldogs, you're gonna feel the Bulldogs bite. And I loved it. So I kept doing that a lot. There is a Georgia bar in Boston called Cleary's, and I went once, and they did not expect it to be as jam-packed as it was, but these Georgia fans have no shame, and they just, rabbit, no pun intended, adults barking at television. It's, it's really, it's really something. I watched, I bet on it, um, I did not feel... I didn't, I didn't have a feeling for Georgia or Alabama because you look at Nick Saban and you just say, I can't go against that guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we texted about this in our group chat, but where his headset goes, he's bald, but just there. Like, mm-hmm. he's not bald anywhere else except where his headset goes. Eddie thinks that he wears the headset at home, mm-hmm. and I think he's onto something. He might. I bet. Um, I bet the over on Bolden receiving yards. Um because they were short wide receivers and then they got even shorter because Williams got hurt. Um, And it hit, which was great. And I also realized while watching the game that I am going to be watching Bolden for years to come because he is the white slot receiver that Bill Belichick falls in love with. Yeah, and you know that's not for me. So that was, I'm going to be watching him. And so I already like him because he won me money. Um, Did you happen to see this morning um, on Good Morning America... I did. I have um, fallen in love with this boy. Oh, let's have Eddie play the clip real quick. Okay, great. MVP Stetson Bennett is joining us live. Stetson, (laughs) good morning, my friend. How are you feeling this morning after that incredible performance last night? Have you had a chance to get any sleep? Uh, You know, a few hours. Um, (laughs) Not many. Uh, I've been, been wondering about... Yeah, no, not many. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now if I had seen only that and only heard the name Stetson Bennett, I would have been like, "Uh, that's a hard pass for me. But seeing him last night on, and I have friends that are Georgia fans that were like, we're starting Stetson Bennett. Like, he was not even well cheered for, liked amongst Georgia fans was a walk-on transfer got a scholarship junior college yes his mom is I I believe battling cancer right now and so seeing him emotional on the sideline and you also get the vibe of like this is probably it for him you know like I I don't know 100% this doesn't seem like NFL Potential. Um, And then seeing him drunk on Good Morning America. Yes. I would be mad if he was sober. Like when I saw it, I was like, this is how I want to see my Stetson Bennett. He almost seemed like he was high. Good. Uh, I hope so. He was just a a very mellow drunk, you know. Um, I think a lot of, maybe I'm just generalizing here, but like, you know, you just won the national title. You're all... I felt like there would be more energy there, but he was no. very spacey. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Where am I? Well, I loved the, it. He's he just yeah. he stole all of our hearts. Anyone who wants to be mad, the only thing to be mad at is whoever booked him on Good Morning America. Like, this is not a Stetson Bennett problem. This is not a UGA problem. This is like maybe we should not have a twenty-one-year-old boy on at seven a.m. who accomplished something last night. Like, that's. This is earlier than they have classes in college. I so, give him a lot of credit because he easily could have just called the PR guy and said, look, I Of course. I, can't I bet do he it. did. I bet he did. And I bet they were like, it doesn't matter. You can go on. And then he did, you know, it, it's very obvious he's drunk. He did go on to answer some of the questions like slurred, but with good words. And that's really like, and I also think that Robin Roberts and Michael Strahan, like, had a good, like, they were laughing and have it, because, like, to sit there and be, like, disappointed would be insane. <laughs> and I think I like it so much, too, because I'm like, he got drunk in Indianapolis, you know? Like, where do you think he was, went? 
Well, I tweeted last night, the Red Garter's going to be popping tonight, which is a gentleman's club. I think it's the only strip club that's like right downtown Indy, and it is like right by Lucas Oil. And the Red Garter retweeted it. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I bet they, I, I wonder what team hotel, maybe. They probably were J- JW. Definitely JW is one of the teams. The other yeah. team had to be. I, I've, I've been to India a the few times Omni, for the Combine. The Omni, the Hyatt, oh, yeah. you know, it gets popping. I was prom queen at the Hyatt, so I do refer to it as my kingdom. Um, but, yeah, you can get loose in downtown Indy for cheap. The the White Castle that's right next to Lucas Oil, the AFC Championship game where the Colts beat the Patriots to, like, get the proverbial monkey off the back, I saw a woman pee in the sink there. So, wow. Yeah. Um, so Stetson Bennett place? was A+. plus. The combine that everyone goes to. There's a St. Elmo's. Well, St. Elmo's upstairs, like in the little area. That's where business goes down. You go up Uh there during the combine week, you're going to see some general managers. You're going to see some who's who's, and that's where they're doing their little chit-chatting. But then there's another bar that's a little bit more clubby, and that's kind of more where the reporters are like, you know, they're like, give me the scoop. While we kind of, you know, sway a little to the music. That's what the combine's like. I don't know what that could be. Yeah, I've been to the combine um, once, and I just remember, and like, we have agents, you know, we're in media, it's, people will sometimes be like, do you have agents? I'm like, I have seven of them. You know, like, it's, we, we know what these people are. And when I saw sports agents, I was like, oh, these are lower than mine. Like, this is like the wildest crew. And they're just like chasing after 19 year old boys. And I'm like, this is not good. (laughs) I do not like this. Sports agents and television agents are very, very different. But then there's like the one agent when he walks in room and everyone's just like like so you know some of them they have a lot of pull but the majority of them not much um all right let's do just really quickly before we get to our very fun Beatles segment that I have been looking forward to all day playoff predictions we have a Nickelodeon game this week did you watch that one last week I do like the Nickelodeon games the Nickelodeon (laughs) game is is very fun so playoff predictions um my Patriots are playing the Bills. I think this is a first-round exit for the Patriots. I, I'm staying far away from this one. I think this season ends, and we leave knowing that Mac is good, but the weapons department still has a lot of work to, to be done. I am, at this point, I'm rooting for a Bills-Packers Super Bowl or a Chiefs-Packers um, my sister-in-law is a Packers fan, and I love her dearly. And so my nieces are Colts Packers fans. Obviously not my favorite year with A-Rod. Um, but I do love cheese. And my brother also lives in Wisconsin. I just think it would be really fun to see the Bills win. I don't know if there is a fan base that deserves it more. Um, so, Yeah. I think that that would be, I think that would be like a feel good situation. I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch this first round. I know that I will be touching, but like I, I need the Steelers to lose this weekend because them being in because the Colts lost it. It pains me in a way that like I will be bringing up in therapy on Thursday. So you're saying they're in because the Colts lost. They're not in because the Raiders refused to tie. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so the Colts are to blame here because I think you could blame you could blame the Raiders because and, I think and, that and, whole and, thing was was fixed. I think that game was fixed. The league just fixed the whole thing. But then why? So fixed be, to leave us like <laughs> on the edge of our. Well, seats. I'm, I'm partially joking. Like I know it, it really yeah. wasn't fixed, but like I do wish they would have tied. It would have been so <clears> much <throat> more fun. Um, but yeah, good job to the league, I guess, for really w- making us think that was going to happen. Yeah, I will say I had um, two friends over. One is sort of a sports fan. One is like not at all. And CJ came out and was like, are you seeing this? And it's like, you know, I looked like not happy. And so I put it on and I was explaining to my friends and they were actually like, this is kind of cool. So it okay. was it was fun and interesting well, the nfl is trying to grow its audience but as we see they're doing this i don't Nickelodeon think they're gonna come game. back my friends and are now gone. it's like hey or let's script games so yeah. that we can get a larger audience so that was their test run with week 18 and um 
Yeah, maybe they'll come back for the playoffs. This is the time to watch. So if you're going to hook them, you hook them in week 18. They are not, com- they are not coming back. Get them to tune in for the playoffs. They are not coming back. No, okay. because then they were like, haven't the Raiders had like a lot of sad things? And I was like, yes. You know? I'm just so like, don't Google They them. were in Please and don't. then they were out. They were in and then they were out. They were like, racism? I'm like, for sure, for sure. I go, but I do think their dad was, their their owner was their emotionally dad. abused by his dad. <laughs> like, I'm like, I do like the owner. He has really funny hair. And I like him. Okay, so we got... Speaking of Vegas, Vegas against the Bengals, I think the Bengals just roll. I don't know. I don't, like, the Raiders, here's the thing. It's like teams in the NFL can go in ass backwards. Eddie has seen it, those Giants teams. that, that See, you are the team. reason I went 2-13 and 13 this week because now you get me thinking. Like, I could make my picks right now really quick. Look it, I'll just do it. Bengals, Bills, Bucks. 49ers, Chiefs, Rams. There we go. That's that's what the brain says. But now watch. Uh-huh. I'll change it 15 times because I'll overthink it. Well, it's single elimination any given Sunday. That's what everyone kept saying this past Sunday. I was like, Pff. listen, if you're going to say any given Sunday to me, I want to see a big dick. Okay? <laughs> okay. Should we do it? The highly anticipated review of the Beatles Get Back documentary. I feel like we should play Beatles music here. Get back. I, I, yeah, I don't want to get sued. I cannot remember who owns it. I feel like, didn't Michael Jackson own it at some point? <laughs> Can we buy it? <laughs> yeah. Um, full disclosure, I have not seen the whole thing. It's okay. really long, Megan. So long. So long. It's been my in-flight entertainment the past several weeks. Okay. Um, I am completely blown away with how unbelievable this footage is. For those who haven't watched it, it's on Disney Plus. It's the Beatles Get Back documentary. It is the Beatles recording their last album before they break up. And it is Mm -hmm. about 10 hours, maybe eight hours of raw footage um, that they did an unbelievable job restoring. And you basically just watch the Beatles create magic. Mm -hmm. Um... But it's so telling because it's all in the subtleties. And I loved this. I am experiencing Beatlemania in the year 2022. I mean, that's what's so special about them. Um, I will say from like, uh, this is so, I hate being like, I'm an artist. Um, But from like a creator's point of view, like if they're here, it's like I'm sub, sub, like digging to China. You know, so not, but like them, them preparing for this, I was so stressed. Like I'm, like I kept asking my mom, I'm like, why did they, why did they wait to the last minute? <laughs> like I don't understand. Like it felt like an extreme home makeover challenge, and it's like, why don't they just give them time to make the house? Um, so I was very stressed with the timeline of it, but I also was very interested in the like, you know, as a comic, we have joke books and we have jokes that like we like that have never worked or jokes that we've never finished. And when you need to stretch or when you're trying to like get those wheels turning, you will go and be like, let me see if I can make this work. Let me see if I can change this. And so it was very interesting and cool to just see them tweak things and be like, remember this song I wrote when I was 15? I mean, they were picking up shit from when they were, couldn't even drive and then making it into hits. And so that was really, really fascinating. And then to also just like see Yoko Ono, um, see George's monk, just like see the crew that was with them. You're like, wow, this is, you couldn't script to this. You really couldn't. No. Um, it's funny you say that about the creative thing, because I've always considered myself creative. And then I watched yeah. this. So I'm like, <laughs> No. Well, everyone has a creative part to them, you know. Um, I think the Beatles are probably at the top. Well, I guess if we're comparing ourselves to the Beatles, we we need to cut ourselves a little bit of slack. I am amazed because, you know, I grew up in a house in the Midwest. I feel like this is very, very, very common in the Midwest. Like, Breakfast with the Beatles was on in our home in the radio every weekend. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's Breakfast with the Beatles. I forget what station it's on, but every weekend. So I grew up listening to the Beatles all the time. My first, my last dance with my father at my wedding was Here Comes the Sun. I love That was what I walked down the aisle to. Oh, look. Wow, we have so many similarities. Um, well, so, I wanted to walk down the aisle to a song called A Shock and Farewell, which was the main song of the Ken Burns Civil War documentary, and my husband vetoed it. <laughs> he was like, we're not doing Civil War spirituals, okay? 
<laughs> Pick a Beatles song. Um, well, you chose right. Um, and I just... My father always loved Paul McCartney, but I never really understood it. And obviously, I know the old Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't quite understand how cool he was and how much he could command a room and the way he wrote Get Back in about, what, four minutes? Insanely talented. Um, I think my my mom is a Paul McCartney, like, you know, saw him when she was in her 50s and said she still screamed like a little girl. Like, that is her number one. Um, And in this, he has this beard. And it's just not for me. Oh, Megan, everything about him. I'm, like, unbelievably attracted to him, not just his appearance. His appearance is, is, I have zero complaints. There's not a thing I would change about it. Just his mannerisms. Like, just the way he leads and the way he carries himself and how he tells everyone what to do, but in not a bossy way, yet he's still sort of being bossy. Yeah, because I don't think any, anything would get done. <laughs> like, it does, Like he definitely is sort of like the, okay, we do need to, like, you know, turn something in. Um, when I, I was watching it when I was back home and... And we turned it on and I turned to my mom and I go, oh, okay, so George is the hottest one? Like, that was my initial instinct. Like, I was like, George is a babe. And my mom was like, you don't think Paul? And I was like, I don't, he's not even number two for me. What? Who's number two? Ringo? No, I think John. I think John is like hot in a way. His hair, you could wring the grease out of it. It doesn't bother me. George, I think, looks like a runway model. Like, I think, like, it's not, yeah, if George tried to talk to me, I'd be like, what? (laughs) Me? Like, he just, yeah, he was striking to me. Well, I, I'm, like, uncomfortable when I watch it because my heart flutters for Paul McCartney. And I am like, who are you? Like, what is happening as you watch this? And I've seen Paul McCartney in real life as an old man. I think he's hot now. I well, I regret it man. because I didn't appreciate him as much when I saw him mm. in real life. Like, I'm like, you you didn't even know. You didn't even know. Um, so if we were going to MFK the Beatles, what would we do? Because I know mine. I, I'm marrying. I'm having sex with Paul both. Can I do both to him? And then I guess you kill well, Ringo. Well, if you're marrying him, I think you're... I don't want to kill Ringo because, like, I do... I just... The cutaways to Ringo are so funny. Like, he's just like, all right. <laughs> I just, his face, um, I think honestly I would still probably marry Paul, um, but I just don't know if I want that monk around all the time, um, so I would marry Paul, fuck George, I don't want to kill Ringo, it feels mean, but you can't but kill I don't, John, but I don't want to kill John because he got killed um so it's like well, he's gonna die anyway so i guess you can kill him I, that's sort of like i'm like i wish he could live longer and die of natural causes i don't want him to be assassinated but it's like okay. i can't assassinate him so i guess i have to kill ringo but ringo i think ringo had some spot like i think you need a ringo because if it was just the three of them i don't that would be too so that would be too much too i texted you this earlier too in the sports analogy you look at the 49ers <laughs> and obviously they had their dynasty and I think Paul is Joe Montana. Okay. I think um, George is Steve Young. Yes, I agree. Um, I think uh, John is Jerry Rice. Yep. And Ringo could really be anybody. He could yeah. be the groundskeeper. He could be the kicker. He could be the punter. He could be on the practice squad. Like, you fill in the blank with what you want Ringo to be, he's going to be yeah. there. And he's, like, he's going to be fine. And I... I did ask my parents, I was like, is Ring, was Ringo a good drummer? And they were like, yes. You know, so it's not like he was just like a bad drummer. Um, my brother is a drummer. It's just so loud. It, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to honestly have to kill him based on like noise pollution. If your son decides he wants to be a drummer, what are you going to say? Oh, I'll buy him a drum set and I'll okay. write a bunch of jokes about how much it pisses me off. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of content out of this kid. I mean, and then he's going to be very upset. Um, what else about the Beatles documentary? I know you love George. Um, Yoko, what were your thoughts on Yoko? Did she break up the Beatles? I just, like, I can't imagine sitting there. 
Like, I would just be bored. I would feel socially weird. But I guess Yoko doesn't have that, like, um, level. But, I mean, the monk is weird. You know, like, it's not just Yoko there. There's a lot of strange stuff happening. Yeah, I think there's a lot of drugs going on that obviously we didn't see on on screen. Um, More than specifically we... Specifically with John. Well, I think John... I think it's known that he... He's, like, on LSD. I thought it was, yeah, at, at least at the very minimal that, um, during the whole thing. And so it, it is an interesting dynamic. I recommend that everybody watch it. It's just unbelievable. Like I said, I have Beatlemania. I ran I'm marathon training. I know this sounds disgusting and like a brag. I promise it's not. I ran 16 miles on Sunday, and I listened to the Beatles the entire run. The whole run. And the Beatles isn't exactly like workout pump-up music, but I was, yeah. I loved every second of it. You should create a Beatles marathon playlist. Yeah, and then people can listen to it and share this experience with me. I walked 1.6 miles, and I got very winded, and I had to come home and lay down. So, you know, we share a name... <laughs> song choices, love of sports, but when it comes to running, we are two paths in opposite directions. That's I wish really... I liked running. I really wish. I do. Sometimes I, I wish I didn't, um, but I actually don't think I have a choice now. It's just like running chose me, and now I have to yeah. do it because I it don't did like not going to the gym. Me. So it skipped so right it. on over me. All right, well, I think that will do it for this week's edition of Megan Fun of Sports. Be sure to head on over to the Extra Points website, enter the arcade. Also, follow us on social media. Rate, review, subscribe. The Mega Lock of the Week is coming later this week, and I can't promise you that it's going to be a lock, but we're going to have fun creating content. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next week. Ugh, I can't even say go Colts anymore. Bye!